0: Anything that you want to you want to share from Joel one, two and three before I start teaching? Your seed will not die. Wow, that was a long time back, and I am glad you remembered that. Your seed will not die. Uh, we I, was the Joel chapter one. That that was from Joel chapter one, I think. Yeah, your seed will not die and uh, may the Lord Lord cause your seeds to not die. In this season, may your seeds flourish in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the challenges, in spite of the negative, adverse uh, surroundings, may your seeds thrive in every season. Amen. What else? Do you believe and do you believe and do you trust in Him? So when we began this fasting prayer, one of the first things that the Lord was uh, emphasizing and keeping on emphasizing is that this will be a month of realignment. And the primary purpose of the realignment was to rebuild our faith. It is to rebuild our trust in God. It is to rebuild our dependency, our faith in Him. Amen? Uh, So that was the one question that we asked Anybody else? Three more points. Three more points before we goof. Train your weaklings to be strong. Amen. Train your weaklings. Uh, the Bible talks about this in Joel chapter 3, verse 10. It says, when you train your weaklings, they become warriors. And how do you train your weaklings? You, you do that by speaking. By the words you speak. The Bible says, let the weak say... I am strong. Let the weak say that I am strong. Amen. Two more. Anybody else? Honor the body of Christ. Honor the body of Christ. Oh my God! That was the night before last night, and um, I I felt that you know I was scaring too many people on that night. That uh, I didn't expect any of you to come back after that night because I was like heavy on judgment. That's not what I intended to do, but I felt that. Uh, It's necessary that we know the repercussions of revival. We cannot have a revival without the glory of God coming down. When the glory comes down, see, you know, when God was descending on Mount Sinai, God said to Israelites, you have to be very careful tomorrow because tomorrow I'm going to come among you. And anytime the glory of God has come down, as much as it has blessed and helped and healed people, it has also brought Judgment when people are not in alignment to that glory. So uh, it was necessary that we talk about um, The repercussions and we were talking about swinging the sickle. You remember the verses from uh, Revelation chapter 14 Uh, There were two sickles that were swung one by the son of man and That was that brought a harvest great harvest all over the world. The second was by the angel but when that sickle was sung swung um, it brought blood and, and it says the, everybody were put into the threshold of God's wrath and uh, blood flowed, amen. Uh, so, uh, so it's very necessary that we understand judgment before it hits the world, it will hit the church. And judgment begins with the house of God, First Peter chapter 4, we read that. I, I, I was trying to give you as many scriptures as possible so you don't think that I am a judgment preacher. I know I am not a judgment preacher. I, I just wanted you to know I am a revival preacher but there are repercussions for revival. Yeah, I am a revival preacher. I believe in revival. I believe in the great end time harvest. But I also know it's not going to be all rosy and beautiful like everybody thinks. We have a highly optimistic view of revival but wherever revival has come it has come at a cost some of the great revivalists when they have carried the revival of god they've they've gone into super like like great depths of depression after that because the attacks are so much more greater when you are uh, walking in that level of intense uh, glory amen one last point before we proceed Ah. that's good that's good that's good I'm glad you guys didn't forget that one that your assignment is your protection for those of you who are clueless about what that is I was talking about Aaron and Miriam who rebelled against Moses but because Aaron had an assignment to be the high priest Moses had anointed Aaron and had covered him with the priestly garments and that Assignment which brought the anointing upon Aaron's life in fact protected him even from God's judgment When the judgment came it only came on Miriam Whereas Aaron and Miriam both had sinned both had rebelled, but it came only on Miriam why because Aaron was anointed Aaron had an assignment, Aaron was very particular, in fact the Bible says, as soon as his assignment was done, as soon as the priestly clothes were taken off, the very next verse it says, it's almost, it's not like he had any sickness or somebody killed him, nothing, it took him like, I I wonder how that happened, I I mean that would be amazing, like you know, if, uh, you know, wouldn't it be cool if I say, okay, I think my job is done and then the next moment you know you just you know enter eternity and that's what happened to Aaron he his his clothes were handed down to his son and the Bible says and he died on the mountain and you know all of Israel mourned for him uh, without any sickness without any problems amen and uh, and that was very important to know that as long as we remain aligned to our assignment So in this season, one of the things you need to ask the Lord is, show me what I am made for. Not what I will be paid for, but what I'll be, what I am made for. What is my calling? What is my calling? Uh, Many of us are running after what you will be paid for. Don't, don't, don't run after that. Run after what you can, what you know is your assignment on this planet. What is your purpose? What is your calling? If you can find that out and remain in the, in the center of God's will for your life, I'm telling you there is no beautiful, no better place to be in. Amen? There you will be protected. There you will flourish. There you will grow. There you will uh, be happy. There you will uh, uh, prosper. There you will multiply in the center of God's will for your life. Amen? Last night was amazing, eh? Uh, oh. I am so blessed. Last night and this morning, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you see how, whenever you know, it's we've we've travelled in in sync with Dad and the church in Montreal. Uh, whatever, like the night when we were talking about uh, army and warriors here, the next morning Dad was start teaching about tactical advantage and uh, and how how we, you need the armory and the it was almost like dad was giving a bigger perspective to what we are teaching and learning here and last night we spent the whole night worshiping as the same thing we did this morning amen and i'm I'm so glad that we are in sync yeah this whole fasting prayer was like that we we had you know they didn't know we have planned this we didn't know they have planned this uh and we had not planned this by the way it was it was just you know it just happened and um, And even if we plan a fasting prayer, we usually plan a fasting prayer, not a fasting and worship. But there also they planned times of worship. Here also we planned times of worship. And it's amazing how the Lord brings everything together, amen? In fact, I I was checking out on YouTube how so many churches are in a season of fasting and prayer during the month of October. So many churches. Earlier I thought, you know, these are all churches in the U.S. because U.S. elections are happening November 3rd, yeah? So many people are actually fasting and praying and all of that for U.S. So I, I, I started checking out these. There are churches in Africa, in India, here in Karnataka, other churches in our state, there are other churches in our city that are fasting and praying the whole month of October. That are not even linked with us, That are not even, you know, remotely associated with our ministry or what we are doing. So I believe that we are, whatever we are doing, even if we don't see the complete picture that God is in it and God knows how to, how to fit all the pieces of the puzzle to make a giant picture. We should never assume that we are the picture. We should never assume that we are it. We are not. We are just a part of the body. The Lord, we are just one tiny piece of the puzzle. We are doing our part and we are doing it sincerely amen and we have to give our hundred percent in doing our part don't think that revival will come only because of you know the Lord has raised uh, you know thousands of other churches ministries leaders anointed people of God to do his work all over the world and and all of us when we come together we become a body we become a body. If, if if anybody says, because you're not an eye, you're not part of the body, you know, doesn't make sense. Because, I, because you, you don't know how to move like a hand, you're not a part of the body. You cannot say that. Everybody has their own unique function. Amen? And so don't look down on any other church, any other ministry, any other man of God, any other people who don't have the revelation that you have. You know, the brain, it sends signals to each part of the body Exactly the kind of signals that they need the brain is not going to tell your feet to scratch your nose You understand what I'm saying when you have that feeling of sensation of scratching your nose Your your feet will not find you know will will not get any message so just because the feet did not get the revelation about scratching the nose doesn't mean the feet is not part of the body. You understand? Everybody has a unique function. Anytime we assume we are it, we are the ultimate people, we've gotten it right, everybody else is wrong. I'm telling you, we we will start sinning like Elijah did. Elijah, one day he said, Oh my God, look at me, I'm the only one doing this. And God said, Man, you're a prophet, you should know this better than me. (laughs) There are 7,000 others who have not bowed their knees to to bear you you cannot make assumptions saying you are the only one doing this no we are not the only church no we are not the only ministry the Lord has his own uh, remnant all over the world now everybody may not be in it but the Lord has his own amen he knows how to fit all the pieces of the puzzle together for his own giant artwork for his own story to be manifested yeah what I want to do tonight is try and finish Joel chapter 3 so tomorrow night we can party. Is that okay? We have a guest worship leader coming and you know, I, I'm, uh, so make sure to wear comfortable clothes and comfortable shoes and, and, uh, and uh, try to, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're fasting, so you know, try to drink some energy drinks before coming to church and… and uh, but the church is open the whole day, by the way, tomorrow. So if you are on and off, some of you that are watching online, if you'd like to come to church tomorrow, you're welcome. The church will be open from morning 7.30 to evening 9.00 p.m. Yeah, the whole day. In fact, we are here from 6.37 in the morning. So you can just come at 7 and, and you can decide how many ever hours you want to spend in the presence of God in the church. You're welcome to come tomorrow. Uh, you know, come in comfortable clothes so you can, if you have to lie down, if you have to, uh, if, you know, can some of us bring some pillows also so if there are people who, who feel drowsy, they can sleep, like Samuel. Samuel slept in the presence of the Lord, no? He didn't say, oh, it's the presence of the Lord, so I have to be awake. The Lord can give you what He has to give you even when you sleep. So all you need to do is just remain aligned and just be in the... All the people that love sleep. All the people that love sleep is clapping. And and, uh, the only time you should avoid sleeping is when I'm preaching, yeah? Uh, That can be discouraging. I I, I don't... If you want to sleep, wear nice shining goggles that I can't uh, see through and then you sleep, no problem. But uh, don't sleep with... uh, Right, uh, you know, uh, wear... And and may the Lord... um, Use tomorrow to saturate this place, saturate this house with the presence of the Lord. Amen. And when we come back on Sunday morning, man, I'm sure it's if we are we are already coming in a new, into a, in, in a new season. You know, it'll be an effortless season. I'm not saying there's not going to be there's going to be no battles, but the armory, the weapons that you need, has already been installed in you. The the strategies that you need Has already been deposited into your spirit Everything that you need To receive from the Lord It will already be there in you So it will become easy During the next season Amen Well, where did we finish last time? Joel chapter 3 verse 14 Is where we stopped Yeah We read about Thousands upon thousands That are waiting in the valley of decision Yeah let's read verse 15 the Bible says the Sun and the moon will grow dark and the stars will no longer shine see this is the second time this comes in the book of Joel do you remember Joel chapter 2 the same thing came and here it says once again that the Sun and the moon will grow dark if you talk about the signs of the end times in the book of Matthew, in the book of Luke, wherever Jesus spoke about what will happen in the end times, we saw the same things mentioned there that the sun and the moon will grow dark. If you go to the book of Revelation, we will see the same things over there. We will hear about stars falling to the earth, asteroids falling to the earth, crazy signs in the heavens that will happen during the last days. Now, as much as the physical manifestation of this will happen in the last days, we will definitely see the uh, the spiritual manifestation of it in a season of revival. There will be people that that may become dim all of a sudden. You know, when like you know, if you remember, the context is that there is judgment happening, right? Do you remember the context? Verse 13, what is the verse 13? It says, the storage vats are overflowing with the wickedness of these people. This is uh, chapter 3, amazing. Thank you, Zahal. Thank you for being quick. Uh, It says, the storage vats are overflowing with the wickedness of these people. And because of that, there is judgment. There is the sickle that is being swung. And then it says, Thousands and thousands are waiting in the valley of decision. Then it says the sun and the moon will grow dark and the stars will no longer shine. So this is a result of the judgment. It's a result of the wrath of the that will come along with the revival. Amen. So we have to be prepared for some surprises. We have to be prepared for some great men of God That we respect and we think that they are amazing people, that they have blessed our nation and all of that, we have to be prepared to uh, let some of them go, some of them may pass on into eternity, some of them will lose uh, a grip on what they were supposed to be doing, it may happen in a time of revival that sometimes excesses happen. Sometimes people go into extremes and it's okay. These are all part of judgment. Whenever judgment comes, the hidden things get exposed. What is hidden? Because that's the power of light. The power of light is this, this light that God brings. You know that there is no shadows in heaven, right? There is no shadows in heaven. See, shadows happen when there is light from one direction. When, when we stand in front of the sun, and the sun is in that direction, there is shadow on the opposite side. But the beauty of the presence of God is that there is no place where, you know, He doesn't come in from. No direction. Up, down. There is so, there's going to be no shadows left. So some things that have been done in secret and in hidden, may, well, may get exposed. So it's okay. Don't worry. Just the, just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Do not, do not make the sun and the moon your idols. Do not make the stars your idols. You know, we live in a day and a time when uh, our songwriters and and our cool pastors and all of them, they, you know, we we tend to idolize them to a point where we think that if they lose it then you know everything is lost so many people questioned it last year when some, some, some worship leaders in the forefront of Christianity when they turned back and they said that I don't believe in God so many people were like oh my god if, if this guy doesn't believe in God what, what why should I believe in God and that's because their faith was so much based on this Sun moon or star And so in this season when judgment comes, when revival comes, everything that is superficial will be exposed, will be uprooted. It's okay, don't don't freak out, don't worry, the Bible says. But in all of this, verse 16, are you ready to read it with me? Are you ready to read it with me? As a church, let's read it together, one, two, three, go. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion. Do you know that this is Zion? Do you know that this is Zion? What is Zion? Jerusalem. In David's context, in the Psalms of David, Jerusalem. And what is Jerusalem in the New Testament? It is the church. The Bible says the Lord's voice, it will not whisper, it will roar from Zion. So some of you have to be the, what what do I say? The speakers that will bring the voice of God. The amplifiers, see you should understand, this mic is not the actual speaker. If you try to take this mic home saying, man, I get to hear amazing sermons from this mic, it will not work. You understand, right? This mic is not what does the speaking. But if this mic is not there, there are so many who cannot hear what I am speaking right now. And you and I, we have to be those channels. We have to be those speakers, the Lord's voice. It, is, it says that it is roaring from Zion. So the more we are aligned to our Zion, the more we are aligned to what God is doing in our church in the next season, the more we are in tune and the more we are connected, the more we will become reflectors and amplifiers and speakers and, and those that will echo the voice of God. Amen. We don't need more voice of God in the church. I'm not saying that we don't want God's voice in the church, but we don't just need it in the church. We need it from the church. Do you you know the difference? We are satisfied with hearing God's voice in the church, but here it says it will roar from the church. It will go out from the church, from Jerusalem. It needs to go to Judea. It needs to go to Samaria. It needs to go to the ends of the earth from the church. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion. It says, and it will thunder from Jerusalem. May the Lord use you to roar and to thunder in the days to come. May the Lord cause your revelations of who he is to to become like thunder and to become like a roar. Yeah, everything that you are afraid of in this last season, man, you've been elevated. Your altitude has risen. Now you cannot, you do not have the right to be afraid of those things. Now you're in a different, your spiritual ranking is different, your spiritual authority is different. Now when you stand before your boss, you may speak respectfully, but inside you, you are going to be roaring like a lion now when you speak before your family and your enemies and your relatives or all those people that are trying to insult and hurt you you will still be loving and kind but there will be thundering of God's voice that will go out from your spirit into their spirits and now even though you will say it nicely I'm telling you it will hit them like lightning It will hit, hit them like lightning the Bible says speak the truth in Love. But how many of you know that truth has the capacity to set people free, and truth has the capacity to break bondages? Do you know that when when God had to bring Paul and Silas out of the prison, God had to release an earthquake? Do you know that? And what did what were they doing? They were just spending time worshiping. And says there was an earthquake, and the chain the prison doors just opened up their chains just fell off and so i pray and i hope that some of you will will thunder and roar in such a fashion in the days ahead that you you will become reflectors of god's voice see you know if my if, if you are constantly depending on your pastor to come and preach the gospel to your family members, I'm, I will. I mean, if you invite me to your home, I will come. I will come and preach. I will come and share. I will come and teach. I would love to be part of each and every one of your lives. But I can't be there seven days a week. I can't be there 24 hours a day. I can't come to every one of your offices. I can't come to every one of your workplaces. I, you know, I'm limited. All our leaders, they are limited, right? So you, are, you have to become channels of God's voice in the season ahead. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this, church? Come on, read it with me once again. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion the, and thunder from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth will shake. So every word that you speak, it has the capacity to cause heavens and earth to shake. Will you, will you see yourself in that level of authority? See, we, it's easy for you to say, yes, when God speaks, it will happen. But it doesn't say when God speaks, it will happen. It says when it goes out from Zion and Jerusalem, it happens. So if you are, if you are truly part of Zion and Jerusalem, then it is then it has to cause heaven and earth to shake when you speak it has to cause demons to tremble when you speak you have to cause the the natural circumstances around you to shake things have to be moved in the spirit realm as soon as you release a word amen I don't know how many of you have been following the news in the, end, in the last week of September, I think, and on the first Sunday of October, you know, when we were worshipping, October 4th, I, I shared this with you guys. I said, see, there is a statistics that say that in the month of October, the COVID cases in Bangalore is going to spike. Do You remember this? When we were worshipping, I told you this, that, that the Times of India reported that the month of October is going to be very bad for Bangalore. And back then, the... COVID cases were at the rate of 9,500 something a day. One day it even hit 10,000. I've been, I've been like, you know, reading this very closely because you have to, you know, how the Lord sent the spies into Canaan to scout out the land. You cannot live in fear, but you have to check out what is happening in the land, right? You cannot bow down to them, but you have to say, hey, these giants are going to be my... My bread, they're going to be my food. So I've been, not, I've been closely following the news. And, uh, and, and the prediction was, the statistics was, that this month is going to be really bad for Bangalore and Karnataka especially. This morning, I'm telling you, this morning, it's, it's gone down. It's not even 4,000. Today, today's report says it is 4,000, which means it's gone, it's less than half from where we began in the beginning of this month and we declared this if you remember those who were here on October 4th Sunday during the worship time we declared this we said we don't believe what the statisticians say we don't believe what the scientists say we believe the word of the Lord we believe this is a month of realignment and we believe this month things will shift in our city that this month things will turn upside down We didn't plan this month because of the cases. We planned this month because God told us to. Amen. And when we worship, it has to cause heavens and earth to shake. It has to cause change in the atmosphere. It has to cause, uh, I mean, with all the casualties and all the challenges and all the battles, it has to cause something. We cannot have a normal life. How many of you know that soldiers don't have normal life? Soldiers don't have normal life, you know. You cannot expect, if you, if you want to serve God, you cannot expect to be like everybody else. No, that's not our portion. Our portion is that we are going to be heaven and earth shakers, yeah? We are going to be shaking the spiritual heavens and the physical heavens. We are going to be shaking the economic heavens and the, and the, and the medical heavens. Every area, every aspect of the society. We are going to shake heaven and the earth in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, there are different levels of heavens. There is the first heaven which is the visible heaven that we can see. There is the second heaven which is the spiritual heaven where we fight battles against powers in the second heavens. You know, Paul says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in the Heavenlies in the, in the unseen world, in, in which heaven is—that's not the visible heaven. That is not the ozone layer that we can see. That is the invisible, the second heaven. Amen. But there is a third heaven where Paul ascended to, where you and I are seated. See, when you fight, only in the first heaven. See, when when let's say Sijo took a picked, picked up a fight with me, and I, I I picked up a fight with him back. You know and I say he he calls me a name I call him back another name you know where we are fighting we are fighting in the first heaven yeah now let's say one of us decided okay you're gonna fight with me I'm going to do witchcraft against you I will I know how to do this and I go to a black magician pay him some money to do witchcraft that is me entering into the second heavens now I'm no longer fighting in the first heaven now I'm fighting in the Second heaven. But you know, the wise person, the child of God, he knows he doesn't have to fight in the first heavens. He doesn't even have to fight in the second heavens. He goes to the third heavens. See, the, see, no matter, let's say that one of us, we, we go to the second heavens. Okay, the, first, the other guy who is still fighting in the first heaven, you're like, I'm calling all the names, all the right things, but it still doesn't seem to be working. Why? Because this guy is fighting in a higher dimension than where I am. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm fighting in the physical. This guy is fighting in the spiritual realm. Not the third heaven, but in a second heaven, you know? And then somebody says, okay, let me elevate myself to the third heaven. Let me fight, not a physical battle. Let me me not give back a word for a word. Let me not take it to a black magician, but let me take it to the throne room. Oh my God. Even if somebody has done black magic against you, even if somebody has done witchcraft against you, even if somebody is fighting you in the first heavens, I'm telling you, you can shake the third heavens. You can change things from up-down, not from down-up, but from up-down. When you are up there, man, I'm telling you, you have authority beyond your wildest imagination. And, and that is the authority that we fail to exercise when we react in our flesh. When, whenever somebody attacks you and you react in your flesh, man, you've just missed the opportunity to activate something that you have access to. You know, it's like this. If you, if you know a very highly influential people, person in the nation and somebody is trying to hurt you and attack you, and you said, "No, no, no! I will, I will fight this guy." And you know that this guy is powerful, and and you try to pick a fight with him in your own strength, and you lose the battle. And then, uh, you know, the guy comes and tells you, "Hey, why didn't you just give me a call? Why didn't you just take my help?" That's what we do in many of our battles. But I pray that in the season ahead, don't, don't give me your voice. Nobody wants to hear your voice. We want to hear the Lord's voice through you. We want to hear the Lord's voice thunder and roar through your life When it is the Lord's voice that is roaring and thundering through your life Even if you speak very softly You know, you don't have to do the Pentecostal style screaming To, do a, to shake heavens and the earth You just have to speak very softly, gentle voice But I'm telling you, it will cause heaven and earth to shake before you Do you believe that? Do you receive that? The Bible says the Lord's voice will roar from Zion. Somebody scream, say, "I am Zion," Zion. and it will thunder from Jerusalem. Somebody say, "I "I am rooted in Jerusalem," and it says it will cause the heavens and the earth will to shake. But the Lord will be a refuge for His people and a strong fortress for the people of Israel. Do you believe that the Lord will be your refuge? Do you believe that the Lord will be your fortress? Everything around you will shake in this season. Sun, moon and stars will dim. But the Lord will be your refuge. The Lord will be your fortress. We, we were singing that song. The name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, I will wait. I will win. I will trust. Amen. The Bible says in verse 17, Then, everybody say then. So it says then you will know that I, the Lord your God, that I live, where, where do I live? I live where? I live in Zion, my holy mountain. Jerusalem will be holy forever and foreign armies will never conquer her again. Which means they did conquer in chapter 1 and chapter 2. It looked like Jerusalem is under siege, It it looked like Jerusalem is being conquered. It looked like the church is not flourishing. It looked like there is no growth, there is no increase. But the Lord says, don't worry, the church is an eternal entity. The church is eternal. When you talk about heaven, you know what you're talking about? You're talking about the church. You know we talk about, we will be in heaven forever and ever. You're not gonna be in heaven, you'll be in church forever Do you know that? Come on. Do you want me to prove that? Do you want me to do a revelation? Bible study the Bible says uh, That in the new Jerusalem came down from heaven like a bride prepared To get married to her groom. Who is the bride? We are the bride the church is the bride and that is the new Jerusalem that is where we will live forever and ever, and ever, and ever. That is, that is our history. That is, not sorry, that is not our history. That's our future. That is where we are going to live forever. That is going to be our eternity. When we say we are going to be in heaven forever, what we are technically saying is we are going to be in church forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and His goodness and His mercy will follow me. Amen It says that the Lord, He lives in Zion He lives in Zion And He lives on His holy mountain Jerusalem will be holy forever Why? Because He lives there We are not set apart, we are not consecrated Because of the worship that we do And because of the sermons that we preach, no We are holy because of God's presence in us Do you believe God's presence is in you? Then you're holy, you're perfect, you're righteous, you're set apart, you're special, you're consecrated. You do not have to do, you know, anything else. All you need to do is just continue to host the presence of God in your life. Continue to host His presence in your body. Continue to host His presence in your mind, in your thoughts. Continue to host His presence when you come together in church. You know, fight every distraction and every thought that is going to take us away from uh, keeping our focus on the Lord. Just host His presence. That is what is going to keep you holy. That is what is going to keep you consecrated. Are you ready for verse 18? Verse 18 is the highlight for tonight. Amen. The Bible says, in that day, everybody say, "In in that day, the mountains will drip with sweet wine And the hills will flow with milk Waters will fill the stream beds of Judah And a fountain will burst forth from the Lord's temple Watering the arid valley of Acacias Which means there will still be arid valleys Alright Which means this is not heaven we are talking about there is, you know, sometimes we see prophecies in the Bible and we're like, oh, it's talking about when we reach heaven. No, this is, not every prophecy is about heaven. There is going to be no arid valleys, empty valleys or uh, dryness in heaven. Yes, no, maybe, maybe not. Yes. So, so when we say in that day, go back, to go back, give me verse uh, verse 18, uh, chapter 3, verse 18. When he say in that day, Give me the previous slide. It says, "In that day," when we say "in that day," Joel was looking at today. What is the date today? Thirtieth October, twenty twenty. Prophet Joel was prophesying about Joel about October thirtieth, twenty twenty, and he said, "And he said, in that day, on that day, on that particular day, the mountains will drip with sweet wine." Wait a minute. What is the mountain? come back, come back read the previous verse you remember the previous verse verse 17 then you will know that i the lord your god i live in zion my holy mountain jerusalem will be holy forever and foreign armies will never conquer her again and in that day the mountain that mountain Jerusalem, that Zion, my house, my people, you are that mountain. You are the mountain of the Lord. And the Bible says, you will drip. You will drip with sweet wine. See, in chapter 2, you needed a sweet wine for yourself. Chapter 1, sweet wine was snatched away from your tongue just when you were tasting it just when you were about to taste of it that wine was snatched out of your mouth in chapter 2 the Lord said I am going to restore that wine so that you will be satisfied then it said now I am going to give you so much wine that there will be overflow in you now the Lord says now you will become that wine it says now you, you will be the mountain that will drip with sweet wine And the hills will flow with milk. The Lord is making some of you extremely tasty. The Lord is making some of you very delightful. People will want to hang out with you. You know, people will want to be around you. Even your enemies, they will want to sit at your table because they know that the Lord has prepared a feast for you. your table is special. That wherever you speak Whatever you say There is a blessing of God upon your life So even if I don't like you I want to hang out with you So even if I don't dress like you I want to be a friend with you Man, the Lord says The mountains of the Lord The mountain on that day It will drip with sweet wine May sweet wine be your potion May the milk be your potion You know When God was telling Israelites about Canaan, God told them, I'm taking you to a land of milk and honey. And here the Lord says that the church, the mountain, the Zion, it says we will flow with milk. In the New Testament, milk represents the word of God. First Peter chapter 2, it says, Like newborn babies crave to drink the unadulterated milk of the word of God. So I believe that this season, the season ahead, we've been so saturated, we've been so filled that every word that we we speak, we will continue to roar the word of God, the voice of God. See, there is a big difference between the word and the voice of God. Do you understand the difference between the word and the voice of God? The word of God is what is written, what is available, what has been given as instructions that you can go back to. Yeah? But the voice of God is the rhema, the inspired word. It may be prophetic. It may be something specific. It doesn't have to be a verse, Bible verse. It it can be outside of what you read, but it it will definitely... Not contradict the word, but it will be inspired voice of God, amen. And but but we need both we need the voice and we need the word, we need the voice and we need the milk. The Bible says, I'm going, you're going to drip with wine and you're going to overflow with milk tonight. I'm not speaking about your money and and your healing, and all of those blessings are already released earlier days, amen. Tonight we are not talking about those things. Tonight we have have climbed the mountain. We are on a higher plane. Tonight we are not talking about your physical breakthroughs. Tonight we are talking about you serving a a generation with food and drink that will last for all eternity. That will not die with the test of time, with with the passage of time. The healing that you give them, it will die when they die. But the word of God that you plant into their hearts, that will, that has a, that is incorruptible. The Bible says the seed of the incorruptible word of God. Amen. That doesn't get corrupted when microorganisms, they eat up your body. When you have released a word into somebody's life, man, that doesn't. The Bible says somebody threw a dead body on the bones of Elijah. Bones of Elijah. Elisha, sorry, the bones of Elisha. The bones of Elisha, which means the flesh has already been eaten up, right? The microorganisms, they ate up the flesh. The Bible says as soon as this dead man came in touch with the bones of Elijah, the man came back to life. They were actually doing a nice burial service and uh, there was some enemy attacking and in the fear, they just threw the body and they ran away. And thankfully for that guy, that guy came back to life and joined them and ran along with them. Ran back home alive with them. Amen. And I believe that the, the Lord has trusted some of you with eternal, incorruptible portions of milk and wine. And the Bible says water, water will fill the stream beds of Judah. And fountains will burst forth from the Lord's temple. From the Lord's temple you remember the context is from Zion from Jerusalem so it has to we have to in this season we have to become extremely intentional in the season ahead to to align ourselves to Judah to Jerusalem to Zion to the Lord's temple because the fountain is going to go forth from here but you're going to be the carriers of that fountain you're going to be the carriers of those voice you're going to be the carriers of the water you're going to be the one that will that will cut forth the stream beds so the water can flow. You will become the channel for that water to go out from here. The Bible says, and that will water the arid valley of Acacias. Another translation says the valley of Shittim. You know, it will flow from the Lord's temple into every place. Some of my friends that went to Israel, they came back and they were explaining explaining how. Uh, The prophecies in the book of Ezekiel. You've read the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel is one of the most interesting books in the Bible. I hope that someday we get to study it. I've still not figured out the book of Ezekiel. That's why I've not tried to teach or uh, get into an anchor group on the book of Ezekiel. I have been Breaking my heart in the book of Ezekiel for a really, really long time. I'm continuing to do that, and someday I hope that we'll get to study together as a family. But they were teaching, uh, they were sharing this story of uh, of the visions that Ezekiel saw. Okay, how the from the temple of the Lord, uh, outside the temple of the Lord, there is a river that will flow and that will flow from the temple into the valley out. You know, and, and they they said, uh, I don't know the details now. I I, I I wish I could give you the details. They said, Hey, we 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 climbed up to a vantage point from where we could see exactly how the. River that will flow from, you know, from the visions that Ezekiel saw, the river that will flow, it will flow from this particular valley and will, and will flow in the exact same geographical direction that the Bible says it will flow. And the amazing thing is that it it is going to, the flow is going to be not to the temple, but from the temple. Yeah? it is going to be, if you read uh, the book of Ezekiel, it talks about one particular direction of the gate from there, uh, the, there is a, a river and and the angel took Ezekiel into the river and you know, when he was going into the river, he his uh, water, the water was up to his ankle length and then the angel said, come let me take you a little more deeper and then Ezekiel continued and after some time the water was up to his wasteland. You, you guys know the story, right? That's why I'm just saying it quickly. And and it kept on going further and further till the point where Ezekiel says, now I could no longer stand in the river. Now if you have to sustain yourself, you have to swim in the river swim in the river but the river it flowed from the temple from one particular direction from the temple it will flow and it will flow into the 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 valleys and the bible says in ezekiel chapter 42 if i'm not wrong 42 or 47 um, just somebody can just google this and tell me it says wherever the river flowed there was life on both sides of the river Wherever the river flowed, there were plants that grew up on both sides of the river. Wherever the river flowed, there were fruit-bearing plants that came up on both sides of the river. What chapter? 47, Ezekiel 47. Go back and read it if you can. It says, river, this riverbed will, the rivers will flow and on both sides will be fruit-bearing plants. And and this is amazing. How? How? Ezekiel talks about this quick transition. See, when he went into the water, there was no trees, there were no fruits. But he went into the water, he took a swim and he came out. And immediately he saw that on both sides of the rivers, there were were trees and there were fruits and there were plants and there was greenery on both sides. Usually, normally, how long does it take for a tree to be planted and for fruits to come out? An entire season like an, an entire like it takes a really long time right the Bible says Ezekiel went for a swim and once he was done with the swim there were, there were the same place where there was nothingness the Bible says there was fruits and there were trees on both sides and the trees had fruits also that's the power of being in this river that's the power of being part of this river that goes out from the temple that goes out from the presence of the Lord that goes out from the mountain of the Lord that flows from the Zion from Jerusalem So may the Lord cause each and every one of you to be, some of you are going to be the ones that will cut out the stream beds for the river to flow out. Some of you are going to be the swimmers in that river. Some of you are going to be the planters by the sides of the rivers. Some of you are going to be the harvesters on both sides of the rivers. It doesn't matter who sows and who waters and who who harvests. All that matters is that God is the one who makes the plant grow. But if we are all willing to do our part, if we are all willing to get connected and committed to our Judah, to our Zion, to our Jerusalem in this season, the Lord says that there there is an arid valley in, in your city, there is an arid valley in your state, there is an arid valley in your nation we are going to flow into the rest of these arid valleys and we're gonna carry this water, we're gonna carry this milk, we're gonna carry this sweet wine into the rest of this city, into the rest of this city. So I'm gonna connect this back to the Wednesday night house worships. I'm gonna connect this back to, you know, our desire to do road trips to every district in Karnataka. We have to become intentional about that. We have to become serious about, you know, about just taking out breaks every few months to just go into different districts of this state and just carrying the water wherever we go. We, we, we may not be having all the resources, we may not know all the languages, but we can just carry this wine and we can just carry this water and this milk and we can just travel. We… some of us, like I told you, we may just be cutting out the stream beds. Later, somebody will come to plant the uh, seed, somebody will come to water the seed, somebody will come to harvest the the fruit. It doesn't matter what we are doing, but we will will just start the process. Are we ready for the next season, church? Are we ready for the next season? And some of us, we have to become intentional. We have to pray, Lord, Karnataka is not enough. We want all of our nation. We want India. We want India. (laughs) There are... There are several states in this nation that we have not yet touched Our church has not yet walked into But we need an authority to go into all those states The Bible says ask for nations and I will give them as an inheritance James said you have not because you ask not The nation of India is an inheritance to our Zion The nation of India is an inheritance for this Jerusalem The nation of India is an inheritance for our Judah can I, can we keep expanding? Can I, can I pray, can I ask you guys to, to begin to believe God for all Asian countries, all Asian countries, all Asian countries. Can you quickly Google how many countries are there in Asia? How many countries are there in Asia? You know, I mean, praise God for America, praise God for Australia, Europe, praise God. But we have to begin from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, right? So. 40? 49 nations in Asia. I think, I think China is the biggest of all of them. Can we pray that 49 missionaries will go out of this house? Out of this house. 49 missionaries. Yes, Lord. Come on. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Speak, it, speak in touch. Say, Lord, we, we pray. 49 carriers of wine. 49 carriers of milk. 49 carriers of the river Those that are watching us online Come on, pray with us 49, 49 carriers 49 mountains Yes, 49 members of Zion 49 representatives of Jerusalem Tonight we claim that Lord Tonight we claim that we claim, we, we speak this for the next two decades of our church. We speak this into the next two decades of our church. Lord, for some of, some of our children in this place, Lord, give them a vision for one of these 49 nations. Give them one of these 49 nations as an inheritance give them one of these 49 nations as their portion. We claim Singapore. We claim China. We claim Pakistan. Oh, we claim Cambodia. We claim Vietnam. Yes, we claim Indonesia. Come on, we claim Nepal. Riba Baba hasse re Rabam dene. We we claim the the United Arab Emirates. Riba nama mama khaba se re be khairabe lamam dene. We claim Israel. She khaba rabalama nama dalei rabalama nama dolo ro kore bele. Thank you Lord for 49 missionaries. 49 missionaries. She khaba rabalama dene. Come on, those that are watching us online, will you also believe for the same? Will you believe that in your homes, in your churches, in your families, 49, 49, come on. Pray for the 49 missionaries right now. The 49 missionaries, the 49 nations, the 49 families. Mountains dripping with sweet wine. Lord, we release mountains dripping with sweet wine into these 49 nations. Nations are our inheritance. Nations are my inheritance. Sahar, can you give me Psalms 2, verse 8? <laughs> Le re ge re 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 abalam mamana re 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 re. Sikira la bor 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 abalamana mana mamda le re ge re sherebe. Sidira ra 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 re ge re be la baramala mamda lo bor sherebe. Did you find it, Sam Sturges? Thank you. Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we read it out and we will spend the next few minutes praying. I think I should stop here tonight. Let's just read it out together. Are you ready? The Bible says, only ask. Only ask and what, what will happen? And I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the whole earth as your possession. Only ask. Only ask. Yes. Tonight we are not asking because we want to become rich. Tonight we are asking because we want these nations to be part of our Zion. To, we want to establish the kingdom of the Lord into these nations. Come on. I want some warriors to arise. Some, some people to arise in this place and prophetically ask, prophetically ask, prophetically ask. Aburiri ragadadere, go. Rebele redireke Ra-la-ra-la-gad-ra-la-gad-re-re-re-be-la-manam-d-le-e rebe se ke be ra la gada, ra re mane, re 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 be basse, re be Rabina mana mamda la bo You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Come on, ask. Shika rabala baramana mamdare belegi redhira lager dire. Mamdolobo. Makers fathers and mothers of nations. Fathers and mothers of nations. Shika raba la Lamana Mandele Rebe rebere bambala basere, ra the ragade Rebe Namanamambolo boro la regalagere de sere. Rebe Namanaman derabosuku sidi de re 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 re, re. Rebella la gada bolo bo balamana mambero. She did a boro boste Mandalabore bere ribida ribida. Rebella ragada da city. She did a bebe city again. Dira Bala Manaan Mandaraba Shurabo Lama Namala Abara Daga Dere Gela Dere Gela Dere Bela 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 We ask not for riches tonight Oh we ask not for wealth tonight We ask not for ourselves tonight But we pray for revival of the nations tonight. We claim revival of the nations, Lord. We pray. We pray for revival of nations, Lord. Nations are my inheritance. Nations are my inheritance.